Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 16 and looking at verses 35 and 36, read from today's new international version. But I want to share what Cambridge Bible for Schools and Colleges had to say about the missionary journey, the first missionary journey to to Europe. It says, it is scarcely possible to help being struck in this chapter with the account of the effect of the first preaching of the gospel in Europe. We see at once its universality and its power. The first notable convert is Lydia, a woman evidently of wealth and position and refinement. Then the demoniac slave girl is made an instrument of proclaiming the presence and power of the Most High God. And last, the Roman jailer of a class insensible as a rule and hardened by habits and also disposed to despise the Jews who were the bearers of the message of the gospel. But these converts of Philippi were types of how Christ's cause would make its way not just from Jerusalem, remember the the mission was Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Samaria, to the utmost parts of the world. So don't just stop in Jerusalem, keep going. And God had to move them his way. But let's listen to Acts chapter 16, verses 35 and 36. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order. Release those men. The jailer told Paul, The magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. Again, Acts chapter 16, verses 35 and 36, read from today's new international version. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 16, verses 35 and 36, read from today's new international version. We see that the earthquake had absolutely nothing to do with the freeing of Paul and Silas from prison, but it had everything to do with the salvation of the prison guard and his household. It also probably had something to do with the urgency of the magistrates to get uh, to release Paul and Silas. So let's listen to what the commentaries had to say. According to Borns, it is not known what produced this change of purpose in the magistrates. It is probable, however, that it had been brought about, they had been brought to reflection somewhat as the jailer had by the earthquake 
and that their consciences had been troubled by the fact that in order to please the multitude, they had caused strangers to be beaten and imprisoned without a trial and contrary to Roman laws. And then Barnes goes on, Barnes goes on to say, an earthquake is, some, is always suited to alarm the guilty. And among the Romans, it was regarded as an omen of the anger of the gods. And that's lowercase g and it's plural. And remember, we serve the true and living God. But anyway, let me continue. And was therefore adapted to produce agitation and remorse. The agitation and alarm of the magistrates were shown by the fact that they sent the officers as soon as it was day. The judgments of God are uh, eminently suited to alarm sinners. And we think about things that happens in our lives, those earthquakes that happens in our lives to get our attention. And one of the songs that I truly love by Bill Gaither says, Sometimes it takes a mountain, sometimes a troubled sea, sometimes it takes a desert to get a hold of me. But then he goes on to say, your love is so much stronger than whatever troubles me. Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. And we thank God for the Holy Spirit. Because when we get to those mountains, those deserts, those troubled seas, even those earthquakes in our lives, we have a Savior that we can just turn to. But let me go ahead and continue with the commentaries. The magistrates sent the officers out, again, as soon as it was day. And it says, literally, they sent out the rod bearers. They would probably be the very officers who had inflicted the wounds, the stripes, the uh, beating on Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas left the prison in the protective custody of the jailer who uh, ministered to them. He ministered to the jailer, they, and the jailer and his family, and the jailer ministered to them and fed them, and then probably brought them back to the jail to make sure that, you know, they, they proved that they didn't escape, and no one had escaped. But, you know, again, out of love, it's like, okay, let's go back so that you don't get in trouble. Uh, they returned to prison willingly to spare the jailer certain death. And the message was to let those men go. According to one of the commentaries, it says, uh, um, accounts for the change of front on the part of the um, magistrates by supposing that they saw the earthquake as a sign that they had insulted foreign deities Again, we have how that earthquake not only affected the, um, the, pris the prison guard, but also the magistrates. Because he said they saw the earthquake as a sign that they had insulted a foreign deity and that they had therefore better dismiss his servants at once, lest further mischief should result. In societies that recognize few rights for their citizens, it is common for one to be arrested, beaten, imprisoned, and then quickly and unexpectedly, unexpectedly released. 
This sort of treatment effectively terrorized the population into submission. And we know we've seen that in our history. But let me continue. Uh, It says, uh, the jailer says, Now therefore depart and go in peace. And it expresses the jealous uh, pleasure of mind and joy of heart in executing his order and his sincere and hearty wishes for peace and prosperity to go along with Paul and Silas wherever they went. And um, they had, because they had been an instrument of good to him and his family. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this message, this word, this picture that you, um, your word shared with us today. That God, the earthquake wasn't necessary for you to free Paul and Silas, but it was necessary to bring the jailer and the magistrates to uh, understand your power. And probably all of the people in Philippi because of that earthquake, we're curious to find out what did they need to do to know that same love that the jailer felt, that same joy, that same peace that the jailer had. So God, we thank you. We know we don't like our earthquakes in our lives. We don't like those mountains. We don't like those troubled seas. We don't like those deserts. We don't like trouble at all, as a matter of fact. But Father, we know some of what we go through helps us to to get stronger. It strengthens our faith. It strengthens our resolve. It shows, um, as the commentary said earlier, it shows what we're made of when people see how Christians go through. And we do go through our situations because, God, we know on the other side of whatever that situation is, we still have you on both sides of the situation. When we're in it and when we come out of it, you're still there. You're with us through it all. And we thank you even for the lyrics of that song, through it all. We trust in Jesus and we thank you, Father. We're praying for those who need you in a special way and thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.